Hello and welcome back to the podcast. It has been a little while, uh, a few months really. I think um, the reason just being we are, have been very busy at Foxy Home Staging in the, over the last few months. So apologies that it has taken a while to do a podcast. And this podcast isn't an interview either, um, Jake's typical interview. This episode, we're doing Q&A with Phoebe. So Phoebe went live on Instagram and Facebook uh, last week and answered a handful of questions that include things like where she buys her quilt covers from, uh, how did we grow, or they grow the company to where it is today, uh, what to do when a competitor is undercutting you? Uh, can you explain the modern luxe style? How much did you invest when starting starting the company in furniture? Um, and how to know what furniture to buy when starting out? And where do we buy our feather cushion inserts from? So some specific questions and uh, some broader questions there too. So we're just gonna jump straight into the Q&A with Phoebe. Um, we'll start nice and easy. We had a question come through from Maureen um, asking where we buy our quilt covers and our coverlets from. So um, for us, pretty much anywhere that you can think of that says it sells bedding, we will purchase pieces from there. So we have um, pieces from Adairs, Pillow Talk, Bed, Bath and Table, and that's our standard sort of retailers that we would purchase from, Sheridan as well. Um, they all tend to have some sort of um, group that if you... Um, join up to you do get some discounts so Sheridan have a club you sign up you get 10% off and then they have special sales um, they have fantastic outlets as well then we have some more of our wholesale accounts as well so ED Lifestyle Canvas and Sasson um, <clears throat> Paloma Living Bandini Design is where we just got a heap of cushions and throw rugs from um, most of our coverlets that you see us using at the moment are from Adairs so we had a huge big purchase of a heap that they were trying to um, get rid of so they had an end of line clearance so we got a whole heap from there um, <clears throat> but that's where you'll see most of our coverlets, doing the covers are from all over. We do things a little bit differently for our integrated styles for our clients who are living in the property. Um, because I, if I was living in the property, I'd want it to be easy. And it can, there's a lot involved if, if you've got kids and you've got furniture in your house. So what we do for the bedding, um, if people are sleeping in those beds, rather than us putting the pressure on the uh, vendors to have to remake the bed and redo it all the time, like strip it, that's, it's just a hassle. We actually purchase the linen for them and they keep the linen. Um, it, they, we use it, we get it from Adairs, we use our trade discount, we build it into the quote for them. They get great quality linen that doesn't crease during a sales campaign and we don't have to do as much washing. So it's kind of worth, works for everyone. So um, it works really, really well. Um, and then there's people waving, so I'll wave back, hi. Uh, yeah, so that's our question. So pretty much anywhere where you can pretty much Google bedding, we will have purchased something from there to see if it's enough quality or good enough for us to be able to use. So... Got a question from Facebook. Awesome. Lizzie Lemerton. Hi, hey, Liz. Yes, she did. She's down the coast. Lizzie has asked, how did you go from a small sewing company to getting to your current size? Um, want to expand but have been operating less than two years, so cannot finance any expansion. All right, Liz, so um, I could have never in 100 million years told you four and a half years ago that we would have been this size. I am blown away, and to be honest, I don't, I wouldn't have even said that this size is what our plan was. Um, and if you ask where I want to go from here, we're like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, it, we didn't really have like a two or five year plan, a 10 year plan. It just, we sort of ran with it at the moment. So basically to finance it at the start, and I've, I have explained this before. So we were hiring to fill the gaps at the start. We purchased all the smaller stuff 
And I think this is very similar to you guys do down there, Liz. So we purchase a little smaller stuff um, and then the really little stuff that the bedside tables, pieces like that, that could go into um, the cars, we purchased. Um, I did, someone else has asked a question about capital outlay. I don't have the exact numbers, but I know in that first um, sort of six months, I spent around $60,000 of our personal, our own cash um, to get the business, to get all those accessories, everything in there. Job would lock in. I would use the cash from that job plus our, per, our own personal piece of our money to fund that job, hiring the big pieces, outsourcing removalists, um, and then it was me out, out on site, um, and then basically replicated that over and over again. So every time we used a job, that job was to purchase more pieces and then um, went from there. We had my first full-time hire. Um, so Ellen joined the team really early on. So she was, we started in June, she was on board by October. Um, and she was my first full-time hire because that was, it was really early on that I was like, well, for us to scale up, I can't do it on my own. And it was really scary, but Jake told me the numbers, what I needed to be able to justify bringing on one full-time hire. Um, and honestly, I can't, I don't have those numbers, but I would be able to let you know if you, if you want to know the numbers. Um, but he basically said we needed to do four jobs a minimum, um, per week for me to be, or three jobs a week for me to be able to have one full-time hire and to comfortably be able to purchase everything and then basically scale up from there. So, and that's basically, that's what we've done. Third full-time hire was Cody. Um, which was which a scary hire because he was a, is in a media marketing role. Um, obviously, didn't increase directly our capacity, um, but it was something we really truly believed in was that we were going to have to scale to, to scale up. We needed to have a media marketing strategy, and it's a long term game. So, and right now it's paying off, and that's how honestly we've got the momentum behind us. But so if I still go back to the beginning, so. The higher wise, it was me, then there was Ellen, and then there was Cassie. Cassie came on in December. Um, so that was all within my first six months of working. Um, to get Cassie on, I needed to get another two jobs a week. So this is where at six jobs per week that we needed to be doing every single week. Um, and that was a pretty, that sort of some weeks over Christmas, we had zero. Um, so it was up and down, and it was really trying to develop those relationships to, to have that continuity of work coming through. Um, and then using the funds from those jobs to fund the next job. Then we made our really first really big purchase of sofas and that's where things started to roll. And I, I think, I don't know if I went to this, this week's Foxy TV or if it's next week's Foxy TV, but if I was to do it differently again, if I start and if I could change anything, it would probably be to make that purchase of sofas a lot earlier than we had before. Um, it's a big capital outlay. I think we spent $15,000 on our first 10 sofas or something. Um, they were all, we had them all custom made locally. And, but the repayment on those sofas is so much higher. And then that sort of pushed us into the position of then um, the removalist we were using, he broke his leg and then he didn't want to own the truck anymore. So then we actually bought his truck and he ended up, once he was recovered, came in as a full-time removaler. So that sort of, he was our, our next full-time hire was Steve. Um, and that sort of, it just kept um, lining up really, really well. But it was pretty much the, the capital, if we wanted to have instant growth and we want to have really fast growth, that's where we would have to go and get, I guess, a loan or have some investment from out of, out of um, outside businesses. We've been really lucky we haven't had to do that. We do have an overdraft, which is something I don't know if anyone has spoken to their banks about, but you could definitely have a chat to your banks about an overdraft. It's just, it allows you to go and spend that little extra um, without having to worry about a loan or a credit card or anything like that. Um, but that's that has honestly been how we've funded it to grow to where we're at, and we're still doing it now. Still, right now, over 
June, I literally spent every extra penny on furniture to come in, A, to get our tax down, but B, because last week we just did 18 installs. And um, I, we were buying furniture for every install that was going out. So we were um, still purchasing pretty much on the run, which I would have thought we'd stop doing that by now. I was trying to be prepared enough, but we haven't, but that's good. And it gives that relationship with those um, bricks and mortar stores, that the ones that who I sort of lost that relationship with by going wholesale. Um, but yeah, we found some great supplies again. So that's really good. I hope that answers that, Liz. Um, so the another question that we had online, I've got them on my phone. Actually, Cody's got them too. Um, zhuzh it up. So I'm pretty sure they're up in Cairns. Um, they've asked, what do we do when a new staging company is undercutting you? So um, I know we spoke about this on Foxy TV, we, uh, Foxy TV a couple of weeks ago. There is a company currently in Brisbane who are doing that. They're basically just saying, send us through Foxy's quote, we'll beat it by 10%. Um, we don't even need to quote. We don't need to go on site. We'll just... We'll just be by 10%. Um, and to be absolutely, and at the start, it's really hard not to focus on companies that are doing that, not to get frustrated and um, just get really annoyed at it, actually. But over, I gave myself a week to be annoyed and then I didn't focus on it. So there's always going to be business out there that are cheaper than you. And the way we've started, the way we've positioned ourselves in the market is we're never ever going to be the cheapest. We sort of sit on the high end of the middle bracket um, of pricing in Brisbane. Um, but when I send, when, when we go send out a quote, I never ever want to be the cheapest one that goes through. Um, so there's always room for somebody to be the cheapest, but when they're undercutting you, it's, they don't, it's not just a direct drop of a price. It's a compromise in the quality. It's a compromise in the number of pieces. It's a compromise in the number of spaces. It's a compromise in, are we having shaggy rugs from Ikea? Are we getting a beautiful flat woven rugs? The difficult part, honestly, it's, to try and describe that value to a vendor. So to tackle that, we've been really trying to educate our agents and um, having really good conversations with them about what um, either cheap or free styling means um, and how those rooms are going to be presented so that they can in turn educate their vendors and it's not just coming from us because from us it sounds really biased. But um, down at, I forget who said it, down at... Um, um, at the ARIC conference when we went down, it was Gary V actually, in his session, um, the agents had said, like, what do you do when everything's all commission-based? How do you address that? When you're sitting on someone's lounge, having a conversation about commission and um, X has dropped their commission to 2% and you're sitting at 3.3%, how can you possibly compete? And Gary V, had, he'd used 8 Mile, the movie 8 Mile with Eminem as an example, basically take all the bullets out of their gun. And you know that when you go into that consult, that they, if it's for the same agents that's recommending multiple stylists and you're going up against this other styling company multiple times, then take away everything that you know that they're going to try and devalue you for. So let them know why you're, let them know that you're priced in the middle of the market. Let them know why. Let them know what value you can bring or additional value you can offer. If you can do a removal service for them, if you can, uh, there's so many different ways that you can add in a, um, a value add delayed payment, there's lots of different ways. Address that all at the consult and take any ammo out um, that the other company might then use against you so that they're already prepared, so they're not going to be disappointed or taken off guard. So I, and I really like that approach. I've tried it since and it works. So um, it's just trying to get my pitch better. Um, but And then at the end of the day, not really focusing on it because focus on our business and the way that we do things and we're going to attract the customers that we want, because the customers that want the cheapest aren't our customers at the end of the day. So that's, yeah, that's how we manage to 
not not ignore, but manage how we how we can go on with business without focusing too much on the competition. There's always going to be competition. Competition is great and it keeps you honest, um, but don't have to co concentrate on it too much. So, um, Lucy said thank you for the first question. Yes, um, and, you're welcome. Uh, Tanya's got a question from Facebook. Awesome. Also sent through uh, via the account Lamp Solutions. Oh yeah. Uh, Instagram. She basically explained Lux, uh, what goes with it. She has a lot of velvet furniture, gold. Uh, blushes, pinks, she's lost, a bit lost as to what style she is. And so can you explain modern lux? So there's lots of different interpretations and a modern lux really depends on your property because you could go art deco, you could, there's so many different ways you can take velvet um, and honestly it really would depend on your property and your fixtures and your fittings and what's in your property. So the best way for me to be able to answer that question would be obviously a photo. Um, but if you do uh, lots of velvet on velvet on velvet can be overwhelming. It's different when you live in your property though. So if you're living in it and you love it, then go with it, then roll with it. If you love the golds and the velvets and you, and you love that luxe feel, um, then it's your home and, that's, and that it's your sanctuary. So um, for, for sale, we do things, we definitely would do things a little bit different, but in our deco, all those type, types of homes, we definitely incorporate velvet surfaces. So um, that's a little bit tricky for me to, to answer without seeing pickies, but um, what was the other question that she'd asked on DM, Cody? Uh, that, that was it. it was just okay, cool. Good, yeah. Awesome. So we had some other DMs today. What was one? Yeah, so we had one from yesterday from Amanda Kayser. Yep. Uh, she's an interior property stylist in Perth. Just want to say I love watching videos and getting heaps of tips. Uh, currently, I hire furniture from an external company and have all my own decor and soft furnishings. Out of interest, how much did you invest up front? Yeah, so that was the one that I was talking before. So yeah. up front, honestly, in the first couple of months, it was about 60000 that we put in. Um, right now, we've got, oh, I think it's $1.3 million worth of inventory. Um, and I, I think I spent $200,000 in the past month. Maybe it was more than that. I can't really remember. Um, but that, it, that always happens um, at tax time for us to get that money, that money into inventory because we need to keep it fresh and we need to keep it on trend. And we had that increase in jobs as well. So um, that's why we spend lots of money in June. Um, but yeah. Yep. Uh, one from Duo Staging Homes, Airbnb. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, Duo Staging. Um, love your staging with videos. Where do we source our duck feather cushion <laughs> inserts? Uh, feather from? inserts. So, um, it depends on what we're using. So we've got feather inserts from Ikea. Um, we've got a range of the inserts from Ikea. I do love them, but they're not, they're not, they don't have heat. So we do two into one, two one um, pillowcase to get that luxe, to get that fullness. Um, otherwise, Bandini actually send the feather fills with them and so do um, Pillow, uh, Paloma Living. Um, Pillow Talk now have the feather inserts. You pay an additional $5 and I'll put a feather insert in there and Adair's standard range have feather inserts in there. So we don't go out and purchase feather inserts all that often. The price point of homes that we're styling sort of is 1.5 and 1.5 million below. So if you think about a house that we're a three bedroom house that's in the outer suburbs of Brisbane, that's going to sell for around that $600,000 point. If we go and fill it up with feather fill cushions, yes, it'll look amazing, but it's not really resonating with the, the target audience that we're really selling at. So we have a real range um, of pieces. So we need the, that for us is at the forefront of our mind. So we don't, we have lots of feather, but we don't use it all the time. Um, we sort of interchange it. So, yeah. You sort of touched on this. Most questions pertain to stock. Um, <laughs> but Stella, uh, quack, I think, I'll soon be purchasing our starting stock. So just starting out. How do you suggest to plan tackle this? 
I did, it, I did it wrong at the start. Well, not wrong. Um, so with all of our accessories and everything at the very, very start, I was a bit, um, you're welcome to your home stingy. Um, so I could have done it better at the start. So basically right at the very beginning, I purchased all from giftware, local giftware stores in Brisbane. So you could imagine I paid retail pricing on everything, eventually developed a trade account with these guys, which was about 10% um, discount. And then I found out that, um, about the local homewares uh, wholesalers that I could have been purchasing from the whole time and I was a little bit horrified. So I would develop your relationships with your wholesalers um, and that's how I would be purchasing all of your decor items because it is significantly lower than what you will pay for from a, a giftware store, even on sale um, some situations. Um, then I would also, as, as you grow with the pieces that you need to buy, so as you start needing bedside tables, as you start needing sofas and that sort of thing, try and develop those relationships with the, um, the stores, the Brooks and Water stores. So for example, I have a rep from Eureka Street Furniture. She's a, she was at Freedom, she's amazing. And now she literally, there's something that's on clearance. She'll text me through a photo. I say, absolutely, I want that sofa for $400. Um, I'll have the boys there this afternoon to pick it up. Or they have new stock that's arrived and it hasn't reached the floor yet, but they've got a limited stock and she knows how much I love certain styles. So she'll give us first opportunity. Um, and that's not just that, there's multiple different bricks and mortar um, people. And that's, that's, that's the same, I approach those relationships the same way I approach relationships that I have with agents as well. So it's really um, fostering those relationships to make sure that they feel, I guess two ways, because they really are looking after us and we are clearing it off the floor and it is beneficial for them. And some of them do have a commission-based um, sale scheme, but it is, I appreciate that so much. I would rather someone text me and tell me that there's some clearance items and get rid of them. Or even emailing me on a Saturday morning, which is what happened from Oz Design this week. I'd so much rather that than me have to go out and have a look in the stores. So fostering those relationships and that will allow you to buy those pieces at a better price. Um, and then, like I said before, my pref I wish I had have gone the opposite way before. Buy accessories and artwork, then the sofas, then the small stuff, which would have meant, yes, I would have needed the um, logistics team front up. But I, most of the people who I speak to need um, outsourced logistics anyway, because they're, it's not the same as in Brisbane. So um, yeah, that's what I wish we had have done a little bit differently. I think I was setting up, did you already answer the question about where to get quilt covers and covers? Yeah, yeah I did answer um, that one. That's all the questions I've got written down. Awesome. That's easy. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, um, the whole reason I wanted to jump on was to have a chat to anyone down in Melbourne, but I haven't seen anyone in Melbourne or Sydney jump on yet. So, um, but uh, yeah, send through any questions um, that you guys might have more than happy to answer them for Foxy TV and everything like that. Um, I can't believe we managed to get the warehouse empty and no people in here, so it's nice and quiet. So it worked out well. Um, but thank you so much for all of your support. And yeah, if there's no more questions, I'm gonna jump off. But. All right, good. All right, talk everyone soon. Enjoy your day. Bye. See you, bye.